Hey team and welcome back. Today we have a very special guest who is the music feature writer for the Rolling Stones India magazine and a very well respected and accomplished musician himself. We have Dave Arrows Brito all the way from Mumbai, India. Please help me welcome him to the Mix Collective podcast. Today's special guest is an iconic music journalist for the Rolling Stone India magazine and a very well respected musician songwriter. He has probably interviewed 90% of your recently played songs with exclusively interviewing the likes of Buddy Guy, the Foo Fighters and Queen Katy Perry to name a very few. Please join me in welcoming the fantastic David Brito. Yay! Hey, Mix. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot for having me on your podcast, The Mix Collective, and super excited to chat chat with you on it. I know. I can't believe you're here. I'm so excited. So, like, where in the world are you right now? I'm I'm based in Bombay, India, Mumbai. Uh, that's where I've born and brought up and lived here all my life. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's like literally my dream destination is India. Like, next time I'm allowed to like leave the country overseas, like I'm coming to India. So. You'll have to send me some like tips on where to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As I said in my intro cues, so you are a journalist for the Rolling Stone India magazine. So how did you get into journalism? Like what's the process in India to become a journalist or a music journalist specifically? Yeah, so actually I lucked out. Uh, I've been part of like, the Indian independent music scene since about 2008, just as like a fan or then I got into bands and stuff. So was involved like playing shows. And uh, I studied journalism and in my, fi- in my final year, I like just put out like, uh, I asked any friend who, who still currently works at Rolling Stone. And in fact, he had written about my band. We released an EP in 2016 and, and stuff. So I just asked him if like Rolling Stone is accepting internships at the time. And he put me in touch with the editor and then she just called me for a two month internship. And I've been there ever since and haven't left. Like this was in 2016 itself. Oh, so wow. uh, yeah, so that so for me, I kind of lucked out. But uh, like music journalism in India is still quite nascent. There aren't uh, that many publications. There are like online publications slowly coming about and growing, but it's still a small scene. Like I can, I think I can count the number of music journalists on my fingers in India. But uh, it, it's a growing field, and yeah, more people are taking interest in it, starting their own blogs and Instagram pages and stuff. So yeah, becoming a music journalist in India is, is like you've got to find your feet around it yourself. I think uh, you've got to like do the groundwork, go for shows, find out more about artists that are like playing the shows and how they're releasing music and what they're releasing. So if you have like a little bit of knowledge about that, I think I think you'll find your feet, and then you can like submit your resume or your CV to to like these online publications. That if they're hiring, then then yeah. Is that good? I'll have to do like a little pricey of everything you said. So if anyone wants to get into music journalism over there, they can just go and download a little how-to. That's awesome. So do you get to go see a lot of live shows? Is that like a big part of your job? Yeah, definitely. So before the pandemic hit, I would uh, like go around the country also attending music festivals, like uh, in the music festivals in Rajasthan. There's one in Pune that happens in Bombay, a few happen as well, and as well as in New Delhi. So I traveled a lot and apart from the festivals itself, I would attend like at least three or four club shows in Bombay uh, from like covering all genres and stuff, mainly just to go and like see what's happening, not not necessarily just to cover the event, but, yeah, like the, the club gigs per se, but uh, just to see what's happening and who's like putting out what music and stuff and be on the ground as much as I could. 
and like post the pandemic i've just about started like to go for more shows like cons- consistently because oh, like so shows are like just coming coming back as well so yeah so it's been great like attending shows and and becoming friends with a lot of the artists also like some of them are so talented and it's great to like know them personally and yeah and the music festivals of course i i like do my like festival reports and reviews when i write about them yeah so do you get like free vip sort of access to wherever you want to go pretty much is that, like a major <laughs> perk of the job yeah that's a big perk you get like media passes and stuff and like when really? when big artists come down like especially in get like front row uh, seats like when when Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry and Dua Lipa and all came like the media passes were like in the front pit so that was that was uh, really nice so you could like feel the sweat <laughs> <laughs> have you always known that's what you wanted to do um and i've always wanted to be involved with music in some capacity whether as an artist or not but when i was studying journalism it was it was a toss up between news journalism and sports journalism but uh, music journalism worked out so i stuck with it and yeah so like music has always been like a primary factor in my life and like just as a listener so in fact it's like always like my go to thing to do to relax or like pass the time so yeah i think yeah so to answer your question yeah it's like like something ar- around music is what i've always wanted to do yes so obviously like besides mine what's been your favorite interview and why <laughs> interview that i've i've taken yeah, or like given Uh, uh what in- interview that you've taken so i've i've interviewed i've been like the foo fighters are my favorite band but i've interviewed two of the members nate mendel and chris shifit on two separate occasions and these are both via phone of course not even zoom uh so but i met buddy guy when he came to bombay and like i had a 10 minute interaction with him oh my so god so i sat next to him and got to talk to him and In fact the 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 where the interview happened was on this like hotel lobby a uh, outdoor lobby actually in fact and there were hoardings behind of like the event and they're like paper thin so like a gush of wind flew by and one of the hoardings fell on me luckily there light but he put his hand out to stop it from hitting me and then he said i see with my guitar hand which was pretty cool <laughs> so uh, i think i think if i had to pick the best interview it would be buddy guy just for the fact that i i got time to talk it's like your childhood dreams kind of like came to reality literally yeah and i uh, i was a big fan like in fact with my old band we would like play a lot of like blues numbers and some tracks from him as well so yeah it was it was a it was a it was a nice moment Apart from writing about music, you're a very, very, very talented musician yourself. And congratulations on Hello Cheetah that's just come out. I've seen that you've been added to some awesome streaming playlists. So congratulations. So how's the reception been so far on your new single? Yeah, it's been really great. I mean, people have have taken to it pretty well. I've just been like adding to story on Instagram with every tag or mention I've been getting, which is really nice to see that people are interested in the music and. Yeah, the reception has been good, and like you mentioned, I got onto like a few editorial playlists on Apple and Spotify. It's 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 been good. It's been good. So when I was listening to it, like all I could just picture was like going into like an underground live music venue in like the UK or England, and there's smoke machines and people like headbanging with fists pumping. I was like, it was like electric. So it was really good. Funny you say that about the UK and stuff because my the guy who produced the song, Sora Broy, who's the vocalist from The Light Years Explode, who I collaborated with on on the song. He in fact he's based he's from Bombay itself, but he's 
studied production in the UK. So. Uh, I, uh, my next question is like, were any British punk bands influence on your song? Cause like it just, it sounded so cool. And like, it was so reminiscent. Like it reminded me so much of like early The Clash, you know, or like, um, like, did you ever listen to The Clash, like London Calling? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like me. Yeah, that's what I picked up from it anyway. Um, whether or not that's what you were going for, like, it's what I assimilated. So, no, it was so cool. Like, it was like refreshingly raw. Thank you. So, you guys obviously recorded that in um, Mumbai. Yeah, so it was, I think, still like the we, I got in touch with Saurabh. I've got to know him over the years. I've always been a fan of their band, uh, The Light Years Explode, since like 2012 when I first came across them, so it's like 10 years ago. And their debut album, in fact, The Revenge of Kali Charan, which came out in 2013, is like one of my all-time favorite Indian albums. It's like a fantastic punk rock album. If you like The Clash, you'll definitely love that album. So, I mean, I'm, I grew, I became friends with like these guys in the band and stuff. I've interviewed them a couple of times and then I have the song and of course, with Arrows, what I do is I collaborate with different artists because I don't sing and I don't produce as well. So I work with producers too. And I thought Sora would be great on this song, just like his voice and like his his like music, music, musicianship would work well on track. I just messaged him and asked him if he'd be up for checking it out. And he, he yeah, he said yes. And he liked the song and and we worked remotely during the pandemic. Saurabh, in fact, he recorded most of the stuff at his home studio. And uh, Shalom, who plays bass, Shalom Benjamin, who plays bass for the Light Years, he also, he actually, I was just going to be me and Saurabh, but then Shalom happened to hear the song and he liked it. So he said, I'll track bass. So he, jump on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he went down and he did it. And uh, yeah, so it was all tracked in Saurabh's home studio in Bombay. Oh, wow. I know you've been releasing music from, I think it was early 2019, was the first song I saw of yours. How long have you been writing for though? Because you said just before, so you don't sing or produce, but you're obviously the songwriter of all these songs. So how long have you been doing that? So I've, I mean, with my previous band, The Trip, we released a couple of singles and an EP and I, I was the bassist in that band and uh, like me and the vocalist would like come up with song ideas and stuff he would mainly write lyrics but we'd come up with like parts and stuff and then show it to the band and then we'd work on it together as, as a band so that in that sense of songwriting I've been doing it since like 2012 wow. before before that I wrote like stuff on my own and stuff it was like very bad <laughs> But then uh, once our band disbanded, because like guys move countries and cities and stuff. So like we couldn't keep the band together. We're still great friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah so I started with Arrows in 2018. And uh, uh, like the my, my friend Ayan Day, who's a producer also here based in Bombay, he gave me the idea to have like guest vocalists on the songs. So yeah, so the first single was released in 2019, which in fact Ayan produced and uh, my friend Vernon Narona sang on called Spaces. And yeah, since then, like, I've just been writing a lot of, like, Arrows material since, like, 2019 onwards and have a bunch of material, like, ready and stocked. <laughs> That's so good. Well, I hope I get to hear a brand new song every, like, six weeks. Just keep churning them out. That's the plan. Let's, let's see if, if, if it comes to fruition. I'll try. All right. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, I'll put that out in the universe for you. So hopefully, you come back to my ears. In terms of starting your Arrows project, what made you think, okay, this is the time to now begin Arrows? I didn't. I personally didn't want to be in an, in another band. I quite enjoyed like what we had with my old band, the trip, and it was it was a fun fun process. But then I felt like I've done that already. Like for the yeah, okay. past, like we were together for about about five for six years, we were together. 
I feel like I've done that and I wanted to try something new and see if, if it could work. So I think, yes, that, that's what, what, what was the intention with Arrow. So like try and like come out of my shell and like say things through songs, which I wouldn't otherwise say through words. And uh, that, that's, that's what made me want to start Arrows and, and bring my songwriting to the fore. And so you mentioned in the trip you played bass. What other instruments do you play? I, I played guitar like primarily, like I write mainly, like all the Arrow songs are all written on acoustic guitar first. So that's, that's what I play. And I know a bit of, like I, I can get by, but I'm not that good. And uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Just a little bit of keys and then primarily uh, bass and guitar. You know, I heard a really, um, I wouldn't even say it's a quote or anything, but someone once told me that, you know, it's a good song if it can be played on an acoustic guitar with a voice, doesn't have to be a good voice, but you know, and then it, then you know it's a song. If it can carry itself on acoustic guitar, then you've basically, you're on a winner. And it's so cool that you write it on acoustic guitar. So it's like, you're writing a winner, no matter what you do. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've heard that quote too. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I it's comfortable for me to write an acoustic guitar first, and then and then like you can add add the bells and whistles over it. Kind of going a little bit back to your journalism. What I admire about you is you give the time of day to great music. And so what I mean about that is you'll post interviews with like major celebrities and like really famous people, but then give equal media space to independent artists. And you're literally like an activist in the music in my way, in my opinion, anyway, like, is that conscious? Yeah, it is definitely a conscious decision that I've made. I've, I, I mean, the independent music scene is, is like my love. Like I love that yeah. music scene. That's, that's where the talent is, especially in India. Of the talent is based in the indie scene and there's so many great artists and yeah being part of that scene also and like coming up in it i, I definitely want to give back and then why why for a good song if someone just has like 400 followers that doesn't work i mean it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't matter how many followers you have if it's a good song it's a good song that's so yeah that, that that that's my thing behind it yeah yeah, that's so beautiful. You don't hear that often. It's usually like, well, what when I uh, go for interviews or whatever, like whether or not they say no, it's literally based on, okay, how many followers do you have? Are you like, you know, what have you done recently that like media space? I'm like, how about like I just worked really hard on this song? <laughs> yeah, okay. and the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, how do you expect people to grow their numbers if no one's going to write about them or, or like show them like appreciate? That's another thing. So like if brands reach out to you and say they want a person with X amount of followers, like and if no one's writing about these talented people, how how are they gonna know about them? Oh, that's amazing. You deserve like a plaque on a wall. Like you're right. <laughs> it's refreshing. Like I would just say, like my whole experience just talking to you is just so refreshing. Like your music is refreshing, like your approach to journalism is refreshing. And you know, my drinking water, it's refreshing. <laughs> Literally, whenever I wake up on a Sunday or a Monday morning, I have to actively not check your Instagram story because you've either posted on who won in the Premier League or who won in the Formula One race. And because of our time zone, I'm like, no, I haven't even like had a chance to watch the highlights yet. All right. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny that you say that you wanted to be in sports journalism or music journalism because you still, in my opinion, cover a lot of sports too. Is football um, big in India? Football is big in India, but uh, not as big as cricket. Cricket is massive here as in India as well. Uh, I used to follow cricket earlier, but then I, I grew out of it. And I've, I've been like an avid football and Formula One fan like for 
for years now. But yeah, it is big. There's, there's like a football league here in India as well. Like, play, like great players when they're like old and ready to retire, they come here for like a season or two, <laughs> just just for the heck of it, like finish their careers. But uh, but it, it's still growing. There are like a lot of people watch the Premier League. Like it, it's a big thing here. Oh wow! Like a lot of fans. Like there's there are like screenings at pubs and stuff, and when there are games on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's quite big. Yeah. That seems bigger than us. So I've yeah, I'm a right. convert because I watched the uh, Tottenham Hotspurs documentary. Have you seen that? Right. Yeah, it, I did watch it. It came out it, last year, I think. Right. Yeah, 21. it's so good. Um, it was like Mourinho or Marino. It was Mourinho. Mourinho's documentary it was in Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he was my draw card because I love him just on Instagram. He's so funny. So I'm like, oh, well, of course I'm going to go and watch this. You know, Arsenal was actually coming out with a documentary. Yeah, the, the same, the same uh, all or nothing documentary that Spurs had last year. It's the, the same concept with Arsenal. I think it's coming out in August or July or August. Yeah. That's going to be so good. Well, I mean, like, the captain literally, like, walked out mid-season, so... Like, I can't wait for all, that, like, for all that to, like, get unveiled. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's like, what's his name again? The, the Obama Yang. Yeah. Near Emmerich. Because he's playing with um, Barca, and they're in Australia playing, like, our A-League All-Stars team or whatever. I don't know. Oh, nice. Them. Yeah, they do like a carnival sort of thing. Just they just want to sell tickets. Gotcha. <laughs> they get all the good people in. No, no, no shade, Australia. Right. This has been the biggest pleasure to have you on here. And I'm seriously so thankful that I got to come on and hear all about literally your journey. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. Seriously, thank you so much. Be safe. And I wanted to ask you actually, though, uh, do you have any music coming out like anytime soon? Um, I'm not too sure. So like how my music kind of works at the moment is it's come all coming off an album that was meant to be released in April 2020. So COVID then happened. And then I was like, okay, well, like I just, I won't make the money back, not being able to tour or do anything if I just like release the album then. So now I'm just kind of doing single by single. And so yeah, I don't know. So it kind of just like, I'm like on a whim, like I'm going to release this in a month and then I'll kind of bring it out when i do you'll be the first to know great yeah awesome <laughs> no it's so good to speak to you be safe have a good one